0: down those lights but keep the volume on high wouldn't want to miss out on those whispers and welcome back to another episode of norwestern whispers i'm your host amy whisper yeah that silence is nate um he is working and he has been working for multiple hours um, prior to that i was working for days on end almost literally except for the time when i came home and slept in eight and then went back to work so um, we are clearly not able to record a full episode today or yesterday because it should have been up today. But unfortunately, that that kind of stuff happens. This isn't our day job, but we have real actual day job jobs. And unfortunately, we're stuck. So Nate would have had us just not record, uh, but I don't really like doing that because I promise an episode every two weeks at very least. So let's try to do that today. What I decided to do was um, go back to some of the research I've done for some older episodes that just didn't come to light. Um, There just wasn't quite enough stuff to cover an entire episode over, Um, but I found it really interesting and I wish that somebody would do more research into it. Uh, Not research, but investigations. So today we're going to be talking about Trowbridge Falls Park in Thunder Bay, Ontario. Um, we have been here, Nate and I both have been here. Uh, we went on our way into Manitoba and we were driving from Southern Ontario up and, uh, we have family that live out there. So, uh, we ended up stopping in Trowbridge Falls and we did a bit of hiking, uh, very, very small bit of hiking cause we were kind of strapped for time. Um, but, really the area is quite beautiful um it's in Thunder Bay which is uh less less deciduous trees than southern Ontario is uh but but still very full of things to look at uh we did in fact steal some slate from the park so if anybody wants to charge us with theft please don't um we took some out of the river uh just as a memento of our journey there you know they say like Leave only footprints and take nothing, but uh, we took Slate. Uh, so, I don't know. It's something that every once in a while we come across and we pull it out and we, like, think about the time that we did that. And it was so nice. And it was a lovely time spent there um, with family and just visiting. And it was a gorgeous park and I would really like to go back there and do some investigation. Um, not that I'm a professional investigator and certainly not that Nate is either, but uh, even fake partial investigation is better than nothing so uh what I'd like to do is go over some of the stories um that I did find in Trowbridge Park uh, Trowbridge Falls Park um now I actually have family named Trowbridge so when I found out that there was a park called Trowbridge Falls Park I was kind of like what I'm going to uh tell you some some stuff about it I don't have too too much Just, uh, like I said, I I couldn't find too much information about everything going on here, and this is going to be a relatively quick episode, uh, just because Nate's not here, and I just wanted to get something out. It's better than nothing. Um, I will say that some of the stories for this park are fantastic and amazing, uh, but it is a heavily policed area, which is probably for the best, um... Lots of stuff goes on there that is less pleasant for the living. I know that there's a lot of uh, suicides and deaths and things like that that happen in the river there. And for that, I am sorry. Um, it's awful when that kind of stuff happens. And the having a park so near a city really makes the park a good place to go for lots of bad things to happen. So... I think that just be warned if you're going to head out there, be aware of what's going on and be aware of what the rules are if you're going to spend any time in that park. Note that that park is in fact a camping park. So the city actually has a camping um, in that park that you can rent out campsites and stuff as long as they're open and then you can just kind of hang out and do what you're going to do at that time. But keep in mind that there's a lot of unsafe stuff there too. There is a little river that, or no, not a little river, a huge river that goes through it and it has water in it that is quite quick moving and there are lots of lots of sharp, sharp rocks. Slate is not a uh, coarse rock. Um, they're very like flat, slippery rocks, uh, which apparently some people use to like, I guess uh, the, the word would be like tube down there. I don't know what to call it, like slide. Like they slide down the river. Um on the slate because the slate kind of forms little flat spaces that you can kinda of shift down when the water's high enough. But I don't recommend that. Um to me, the first thing I look at when I see that is, oh, somebody's gonna get real hurt real bad. So just keep that in mind. Um and hope I hope nobody gets hurt, but I've warned you, keep that in mind. Especially at the dark if it's dark out and you can't see where you're going not a good place to be. So some of the things that are going on, so there's there's kind of different areas in the park. There's the falls, a bridge that goes over the falls, there's a parking lot, and then there's the wilderness around that with trails that kind of eat their way through. Um, the trails have some stories. The parking lot has some stories. The bridge is said to be haunted, but it doesn't really go into detail about what is haunting the bridge or what kind of hauntings are around the bridge. Um, And I kind of looked up the Thunder Bay Paranormal Society. Apparently they have investigated it, but I couldn't really find much that they found. It doesn't look like anything really came to light. But there are a lot of stories and a lot of local legends that really should be covered. Um one of the things that you need to pay attention to is there are a lot of jumpers that go um and try to seek excitement in that area and they will jump off the rocks into the river. Uh that's a really bad idea because you can't see what's at the bottom of the river. I'm just saying don't do that. Um that's not very bright. And especially don't jump off the bridge. I don't know why you would jump off a bridge in the first place unless you were looking to get hurt. I think that there are way better ways. I mean, go do something safer. You're in Ontario. Canada's Wonderland's not that far away. Okay, just go to Canada's Wonderland, get your thrill-sinking done there, and go home. Now, this is on the Current River, which is apparently the name of the river that goes through it. And it is just across from Centennial Park. Um, and basically since the park opened in the 1960s, Trowbridge Falls Park has, has been opened in the 1960s, um, there have been stories here and most of them are very freaky actually, uh, just not really, it's all word of mouth or very, very, um, local knowledge. It's not really something that you hear too much about. So generally we hear things like, uh, the dog man story or the deer man, uh, the woman in white and some phantom trail runners, and some military men who wander through a forest. Uh, So we're going to start with the phantom trail runners. They're very uh, general, just mischievous things, and it's not known whether they're human or not. Um, Generally, Basically, they'll be running, you'll be walking along the trail and all of a sudden something will be coming up behind you and will knock you sprawling and you will just never see anything. So, I mean, I do quite a bit of hiking when there's hiking trails. I tend not to hike just in the middle of nowhere and you don't really expect that. You, you know, you hear someone coming, you hear footsteps, you hear heavy breathing, um, you hear like huffing, you know, the huffing noise when somebody's running down a trail they you kind of like you move off to the side of the trail kind of thing well they'll still knock you over so that would be really frustrating if you were out trail hiding trail hiking and something just came and pushed you down especially if it was like muddy in the spring or in the fall or most of the time because it's northern Ontario that would be really really frustrating um the next one is the dog man or also known as the deer man um just because he might be be one of either like his okay so this one's weird it's believed that it might be a shapeshifter okay like totally interesting story shapeshifters actually have a lot of uh lore in Canada which is something that is something that is not very well known I don't think um shapeshifters are usually believed to have been human or are human and can shift into the form of something else. I have heard about a dog man and I don't remember what exactly the dog man what where I heard it. I was listening to a podcast. It could have been Conoconomicon, but it might have been a different one. I listened to quite a few different ones and I just don't remember. It was quite some time ago. I was on a plane and I was kind of half dozing. But what I do remember is they were talking about shape shifters and they were talking about the dog man or the deer man, but it definitely was not in Thunder Bay. So, I w- as soon as I read the dog man here, I was just like, oh, that's interesting. Maybe we have more than one of them in Canada. So, essentially, the dog man, um, the way that it looks, is kind of the worst part of it. So, you know, when you see something down a road, And you kind of double take because it's dark and the light's just hitting it weird. And you do a double take and you can't see it anymore because it's gone off and you're not really sure where it went. And then you're like, nope. And then you just get back in the car and you drive away because you're like, that's too weird. This is what the dog man is. Uh, It's generally described as having been naked. It has been seen running around through the forest. You'll catch little glimpses of it between trees or down a road um and it runs on all fours which is why it's classified as a dogman because it runs kind of like a dog which is creepy some people who are probably way more uh scientific than i am have described it possibly as a deer uh to be honest it could be a dog or a wolf or some other local large canine but It hasn't been described as a dog really extensively. So I'm not really sure what that is, but that's weird. And that is um, kind of, it's been described as in or around the parking lot in the road, entering and exiting the parking lot. So if you're going to look for that one, I would say stick around the parking lot. If you're going to look for that one, make sure you have some protection and, I don't know, maybe something, some lights and... A car to get into quickly don't lock your door um that kind of concept is I think the most terrifying because it's half human or it appears half human and it confuses you because it it might be human so you tend to ascribe humanity to it and then all of a sudden it turns up and it definitely is not a human the other thing about the dog man is that it before it shows up it'll start out with just random noises like it sounds like shuffling and stuff which is kind of normal when you think about it uh animals are in forests so you'll hear random shuffles and there's raccoons and skunks and that kind of thing wandering through the underbrush and they they are um nighttime creatures and they'll just wander through uh the area at night which is fine but then all of a sudden you see some half dog half human with human-like features on two legs it'll get up in your car door window and bang on the door of the car or tap on it and I just yeah maybe maybe we won't spend too much time in the parking lot I prefer the dead variant of supernatural because the the living dog shapeshifter human noids are I for some reason just a little bit creepier I don't know what it is they just ghosts don't scare me Dogman scares me. Okay. Moving on, we have The Woman in White. And again, not too much information, no backstory. We don't know who she is that I can find. So if you're a local of Thunder Bay and you think you might know who The Woman in White is, or you've heard a legend or a story, I wouldn't mind hearing about that because honestly, I am a little frustrated when I just hear The Woman in White because it's so consistent with so many different stories. It's a woman in white. Um, usually, white dresses. Usually, the story goes that the woman in white was pure before her death and she died some horrible way, or she lost something in death, and that's why she's still looking for it or alive or not alive. Uh, she's still trying to find something, or she still has a purpose that hasn't been served. I wouldn't mind the storyline. Usually there's a story that goes along with it, but this one really just doesn't... It's just a woman in white that floats around, usually through the open areas, not in the forest. So that's good to know, at least. I mean, open areas seem safer than than enclosed forested areas to me, but maybe maybe that's just me. Um, One of the ones that I found kind of really interesting is that there are reports of figures in military outfits. And Thunder Bay is on a bay, a really big bay, um, and so as a result of that, uh, the military outfits kind of make sense. There's uh, the HMCS uh, Griffin. It's a ship that is related to military stuff. It, I don't think it moves. I think it's actually grounded uh, maybe inside the town of Thunder Bay. They also have the Thunder Bay Military Museum which has a ton of military memorabilia and military memorabilia has a tendency to be I guess like people will connect to items that they were strongly attached to in life once they are dead is the general belief. I don't know for sure so I'm saying that like a fact even though that's just what the theory is military memorabilia tends to be something that people ascribe their entire lifestyle to um when you're in the military and you are really proud of something that you did and you receive a medal or a piece of your uniform gets kept for your entire life and then donated to a museum for example you in death if you haven't moved on to wherever you're going to move on or if you don't move on at all because that's what humans do i don't know um you might just stay with the item that you you loved so dearly in life that you ascribed so much of your lifestyle to. Um, and I I think that would be really cool, although it sucks that they're still wandering around because that would be bad. Um, they haven't been able to find rest, but at the same time, the concept is actually cool. And I, as soon as I heard Military Man, I was like, what the? Why are there military men wandering around Trowbridge Falls Park? Well, they also have, as far as I understand, a still-in-play regiment called the Lake Superior Scottish Regiment. The Lake Superior Scottish Scottish Regiment actually had people fight in the Second World War and in uh, the Afghanistan War. Nope, they well, I don't know if they were fighting or if they were just keep peacekeeping in Afghanistan, but regardless, they took part, and some people were actually killed in both, obviously, in World War two, a lot of people died there. It was a different kind of war, but even in the Afghanistan war, there were people who did not survive so oh again, don't know if we were fighting a war. I don't think we fought technically, I think we were technically in as like peacekeepers Canada, but i I am not. Military history is not my style. So, if you want to correct me, feel free. <laughs> Please. So, the, the thing with that is that there are people who actually had a regiment and were away in war and came back and may have spent time in the Thunder Bay, um, in Thunder Bay Falls Park in Trowbridge Falls Park. Not only that, but they may have been in that area before it was a park because who knows what was there beforehand. Maybe they did training exercises there. Maybe they camped there um, before it was even a park. I do not know. I imagine since it's a pretty big river that it would have been used for something prior to it being a park. Uh, It probably was traversed, I would assume, before it was created into a park that the city owned in 1960. So even though World War II was well before that, I suspect that people were probably in that area. So maybe they had really good memories of that time, or maybe they did training exercises there. Who knows? It's a good concept, though. Anyway, if you see figures in military outfits that seem to vanish while you're in, Thun- in uh, Trowbridge Falls Park, maybe, maybe just expect it. That's probably the best thing. I mean, they're military, so I wouldn't be too concerned unless it looked like military that wasn't our military, in which case I would be concerned then. Maybe report that to someone. The last person is kind of related to the dog man, but it's known by a different name. It's called The Undertaker. I don't know exactly what The Undertaker is, but the general belief of The Undertaker is that he will, I assume it's a male, generally tap on windows, peer into car windows, but you can't really see the car windows, and bang on the side of the cars while people are canoodling. Essentially, uh, if you see it up close, the description at this time is that its uh, it has a stark white face. Um, No distinct features so the face is just kind of blobby and it doesn't have eyes in that I don't know what it is about eyes you know some people say it's the window to the soul and I, I think maybe that's it when something doesn't have eyes you just wonder does it even have a soul but the thing is is that it's not just that it doesn't have eyes it doesn't have eyes and the holes where the eyes would generally be are transparent so you can see right through them and see things on the other side which means not only does it not have eyes it doesn't have anything behind the eyes or beyond the eyes so is it a 2d creature no because it has a blobby head so that's weird <laughs> so it goes back to that old don't make out at a park uh, for, for one thing uh, it's not legal <laughs> That's kind of, I I understand why people do it, but at the same time, hmm, maybe think twice because The Undertaker is there. Maybe do that somewhere else. Go find a drive-in theater. I hear they're safe or safer. (laughs) Anyway, those are some of the things I found about Turbridge Falls um, Park in Thunder Bay, Ontario. Uh, that are kind of creepy. I didn't think that they were really worth an entire story uh, just because really there's not a whole lot of support for them. There's not multiple stories. So they're kind of just local legends. And I'm sorry that this was such a short episode. Uh, But if you'd like to get a hold of us and make complaints about how short it was and that we couldn't get an episode out on time, go for it. You can reach us uh, on Gmail It's norwesternwhispers at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at norwesternwhispers. You can find us on Facebook, norwesternwhispers. Blah, blah, blah. Same old, same old. Uh, Go back and listen to our other ones. If you want the full list, I'm not going to do it because this is a short, short episode. So instead of putting you through that junk, I will just eh, go back and go back and listen somewhere else. Please. Our last and our next episodes will be better. I promise. Uh, We should have the next episode out just after valentine's day so it should be a wonderful episode it's not related to valentine's day it's still my episode so uh it's definitely not related to valentine's day at all and thanks for joining us for another episode of norwestern whispers don't forget to always listen to those little whispers in your ear good night